Another one of the most important ways that mindfulness practice has helped me to be able to cope more effectively to the best of my ability, and in some cases, it has just, the coping has simply happened as I wanted to do everything I could to empower myself to cope as effectively as possible. But some of this has really been a surprise. And that is another one of these fruits of the practice that I want to speak about today in a more general sense. I know that I have probably said many more than many more than just a few times uh, over the years of sharing these that it's it became a mantra of sorts and still is for me that when I remind myself that it's uh, uh, I I only suffer I only have difficulties I only struggle emotionally when I get really caught up in believing everything I'm thinking about what I'm feeling and that's that's the the, the simplest way that I can put that. But I also wanted to speak of about the fact that it's not that simple. It's, it, it certainly sounds very simple, and it, and it does get right to the heart of the matter. But what I wanted to speak about today was to really be a little more expansive about what that mantra really means. And also, as I share this, it is one of the biggest surprises that I feel like I have been gifted by. And it's available to all of us. I had no idea that this would ever happen to me, let alone uh, be able, you know, to get into a position of being able to cope more effectively as a result of engaging in this practice. But the recognition, and that's what I want to say here, is that so much of why I struggled and many people that I've spoken with over the years is that the mind doing what it does is a lot of it is about what I, one of my dearest teachers very early in my journey spoke about was so much of why we struggle, so much of why uh, we react in certain ways that in many cases can surprise us even, that just it just instantaneously happens. And we get really caught up in our thinking and ruminating about things. The way that he said this, and I don't know if this will resonate with everyone, but it is something that has stayed with me for decades. And that is that if I have a choice in in any given moment, and I can either live in what he referred to as psychological memory. I know there's probably a lot of different ways to express that, but that's that's what really, really speaks to me and informs me that this is a, a choice that I'm making. Uh, and I do want to say, not to complicate this, but that choice is sometimes conscious. Sometimes I am... Uh, uh, I am engaging in this because I know that I am. I'm conscious of the fact that I am and I want to be. There's some, I think there's something in it for me. If I am holding on to some kind of judgment about something, if I am holding a grudge or you know, continuing to be upset with someone or distancing myself from them or remembering something that they did that hurt my feelings and it affects how I am in the present moment, then I am really living in what he called psychological memory. And so much of these uh, reactions and the way that we respond to living in our psychological memories 
is that I can either do that consciously and know that I'm doing it, or the other most powerful way of experiencing this is to this can happen unconsciously. And I know that if it's happening unconsciously, and this really speaks a lot about conditioning, about previous trauma, about emotional triggers, and this gets way beyond my ability to, uh, or, or that, you know, I don't know that I have the knowledge to go any further than, you know, further deeply into those emotional workings or to speak about them. But what I want to say here is that whether we're engaging in living in our heads, so to speak, and that's what I love is that he called that when we're living in psychological memory and we are basically in the present moment dealing with whatever it is that we're dealing with, uh, regardless of where we find ourselves, that it is it is unbelievably amazing that as human beings we can be here but literally be somewhere else. And our reactions and our responses sometimes, I know for me, have shocked me sometimes and completely taken me off guard. And I have had no idea why I reacted a certain way to someone or something external to me. I had no way of, of, of even expecting it. And I really have found for myself, I don't know if this is the case for anyone else, but for me, this journey has been... I can't say that I began it saying, making, you know, making the statement to myself that I want to, I want to practice in order to have freedom from psychological memory. I want to be able to, to be free of that. And what, when I say that, what I'm really speaking of is being in a place where I am not living in that psychological memory. I'm not living in the past. And I'm also at the same time, he wasn't speaking, you know, he did, when he said psychological memory, I've also found that uh, to work really at the other, op, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum that I can also be living in a future that doesn't even exist anymore. And I think that that is based uh, in memory to a great degree. I can't say how much, but essentially whatever it is that I think is going to happen in the future, at least I have as much as I can tell that a lot of this is based on those my psychological memory. A lot of this is based on my experiences in the past, both conscious and unconscious. And I think that there is a bias to a certain degree when I am really wrapped up in believing that something's going to happen in the future or things are going to be this way in the future or people are going to treat me a certain way in the future, that it is so it is very much based on my past conditioning and the past experiences and whether or not I have uh, both actively healed anything that I have, that there's been any previous trauma and also just how much to to the degree to which I have allowed myself to heal. And some of that healing has taken place uh, without me actually wanting to do it. And I do find that when I am, I, because I recognize there's only so much that I can actively do, I don't want to force myself to heal. I don't want to force myself to uh, not live in psychological memory. And that's why I found this so beautiful that when he shared this, it was really, it was not a, a teaching. It was not trying to tell anyone that this is, this is the way that you want to live or need to live free from psychological memory. The idea here is that it is really what's sometimes referred to uh, in these kind of, in these in these circles in which these teachers, 
shared what they did that it, it's re- many times referred to as a pointer. And when, when they, when they speak of it being a pointer, in other words, when he was reminding me that it is, uh, so much of this experience, uh, and I'm not free when I am living in psychological memory, that it is a pointer. It's not telling me that it is wrong or bad to do so, or that there's, that there's something immoral or wrong about living in psychological memory or living in my head, living in the past, living in the future that doesn't exist. But at the same time, it was really more along the lines of that pointer basically was a way to allow me to internalize this so that when I, and as part of mindfulness practice, what so much of the practice is, is ultimately about paying attention to my mind and developing this conscious awareness, this witness to whatever it is that I am, in, whatever thinking that I am investing time and energy and any beliefs that are forming around those. And if I can just be open to being conscious and being aware of when I am starting to go down that road, when I'm, when I'm in a present moment and I'm not here, I'm somewhere else actually remembering something either actively or it's happening on its own and it's out of my control. But either way, I can't really force myself to, uh, to not engage in either, in, in either of those uh, ways of processing the past. Uh, I can't prevent myself from doing that uh, consciously and I definitely cannot do that. I can't prevent myself from doing it unconsciously. And it just arises on its own as a result of being a human being with this particular nervous system and being neurally wired to do this. But if I can just remember that if I can be aware of when I catch myself in the act, so to speak, of doing it. And I had another teacher that always referred to that as catching ourselves in the act. And it's not, a, it's not about guilt. It's not about judgment. It's not, not about catching someone in the act of doing something wrong. It's just being human and catching myself in the act of whatever it is I'm doing and loving myself unconditionally through that process. Or when I find that there's some, something someone says to me or does that I think they're doing to me or doesn't do or doesn't say what I want them to say, that ultimately I can remember that I'm just catching myself gently. I'm very gently. I'm being very kind and gentle to myself and just simply catching myself in the act of doing this. And it's the idea here is once I'm aware of that, it really does, to me, it sounds verbally like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm choosing to engage in this. I'm choosing to give these thoughts. I'm choosing to invest time and energy in these thoughts. Uh, it is really based on my psychological memory. I am living in the past or living in the future that hasn't happened yet. I'm not really here. And if I can just remind myself of that, there's nothing for me to actively do at that point. And I'm not speaking about being passive. I'm just simply speaking from the standpoint of there's nothing to do. When I say that, it's there's nothing that I can actively do to stop myself from doing that. I can just allow myself to return back here, back to my spiritual heart, back to my center, back home as one of my favorite teachers spoke of years ago that it's ultimately about just allowing myself, and this is available to all of us, any of us that want to practice, that it is ultimately about being able to allow myself to come back home, to allow myself to not get in my own way of coming back here. And 
being here where it is all really happening. In a lot of, of spiritual circles, uh, this is referred to sometimes as the truth, you know, with the capital T, the absolute truth, the absolute reality. In other words, that's very different from relative reality, <clears throat> which is whatever we perceive going on through the lens of our own minds. And that is, of course, in, in, in all cases with me, I, don't, I can't speak for anyone else, that the way my mind processes things habitually is through the lens of these previous experiences and any uh, investments that I've made, emotionally speaking, in a future that has not happened yet. And that is really on the, on the, on the relative plane of existence, as it's, as it's sometimes referred to. And uh, when we speak about reality, it, it, was, it was a major revelation to me. I did not know this when I began practicing, but over the years, as I availed myself of other, you know, working with other teachers, you know, being able to understand that there really is the reality that I think that there is that goes through the lens of how I process things. And then there is the absolute reality, which is what is actually happening completely irrespective of what I believe is happening. It is simply what's happening. And I will say that for me, it has been one of the, one of the most unexpected surprises. And it, in the beginning, there was a lot of, of focus on trying to catch myself in the act of doing these different things. I was, I was so busy looking out for, and you know, the, this awareness it was being cultivated. And at some point there was a, in a, you know, there was a, a lot of trying, a lot of efforting <clears throat> as it's sometimes referred to. And the longer this, that I have engaged in this practice at some point, which is another surprise, has been that this practice simply happens. There's not me engaging in it any longer. There, what ends up happening is, is that this practicing is, and this is something that has all, always it, it been something that I have, uh, it's just, it's, it's literally been miraculous. I don't even know how else to say it, is that <clears throat> this practice has allowed me to just be here to be aware without trying to be here without trying to be aware it just simply happens and the only way that i can see that it's happened not that i really want to get caught up in trying to understand why or to explain it to anyone else the only way that i really could explain that is as much as i can as much as i'm humanly capable of doing so is that it is something that simply happens because i've practiced being aware. I've practiced being here. I, and when I continue to keep returning back here, and anyone can do this, but it's ultimately the more that I do that, my, uh, my being, so to speak, actually comes back here without me needing to tell myself, hey, come back here. You're lost somewhere else. And it is something that really does happen on its own. And that's really where I came up with the phrase mindful coping, that it is just ultimately <clears throat> it is the fruit, one of the fruits of mindfulness practice. And what I refer to that is, is, is it's just, you know, it is the being mindful on my feet out in the middle of life while it's all happening without me actually trying to do it. Yes, sometimes I do. Sometimes there is a need. I can, in, I can catch myself <clears throat> getting lost in reactivity. 
I can get really lost in my thinking or interpreting what's happening at, at the current time based on my psychological memory. And if I am not careful, that's where I can find myself. And what I find is that I don't need to try so hard to remind myself if I have practiced doing it. Because after a while, it just it has become a part of me. And I've met many, many people who have practiced mindfulness and have found a, a similar experience, a, 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 a very similar kind of transformation. And if I can just recognize that I don't want to forget about my memories, I'm not trying to get those out of my head, so to speak. That's, you know, whatever happened, happened in the past. And I know that everyone has a different way of making their peace with what happened in the past or not making their peace with whatever happened in the past. There's certainly no expectation that I've ever had that I'm even capable or anyone else is capable or that I can know what's best for anyone else other than myself. And sometimes it's hard enough to know what's best for me. But it is that uh, I, if I have made my peace with the past in any way, and I can't say judgmentally uh, that I have or not, there has certainly been some hints of that. There's certainly been some feeling of that. And the only way that that has ever happened is that... I wasn't able to actively figure out how to make my peace with the past, that I just have simply learned how to live here and now, uh, not even in spite of what happened in the past, but simply by embracing everything that has happened to me and processing it however I need to process it. And I know there's so many different healing modalities. There's so many different ways that human beings can process what's in their psychological memory. They can process the past, process how that affects how they interpret and uh, get caught up in, uh, in, in seeing a future or living in a future that doesn't exist. That There are so many different ways to do that. But for me, it has really come down to recognizing that I don't need, and there again, I don't want this to sound like I am speaking about passivity or, or being passive or abdicating responsibility. I do want to always take full responsibility. I always want to make amends for anything that I have done that I wish I wouldn't have done. I certainly want to make amends if I have hurt myself along the way or uh, by hurting other people. Uh, and I also certainly do want to uh, to make amends to anyone that I have, have, have hurt in any way, whether that was intentional or not. I do want to be here, and I do want to take full responsibility. But at the same time, what I also have recognized is that so much of how I can make my peace with the past, let go of the need to live in a future that doesn't exist, and actually really be here and love people unconditionally and make the amends that I need to make is if I allow myself to just be here, to just be simply be present, and to recognize that I can actually live in the here and now even when it is uncomfortable. There used to be a phrase that I used to use a lot, and it was basically what I referred to this as is the practice allows us to be more comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that really has been what has, has helped me over the years, that there's the recognition of, uh, you know, unfortunately or fortunately or unfortunately, I really don't know. It, a lot of times I feel like it's unfortunate, but I also know that I've learned a lot from these painful experiences is that... 
I can just allow, if I can all just be open to being here, not trying to force myself to be here, not trying to make myself be a certain way, but just simply be here without getting caught in any thought whatsoever. It doesn't mean that I'm going to stop the thoughts. The thoughts will still continue, but they're, they're really just thoughts. And I don't have to take them seriously just because I'm the one that's thinking them. And at some point after practicing mindfulness for many years, I recognize that a lot of my thoughts are happening whether I'm thinking them or not. It's just simply part of being a human being, the way that we're physiologically wired, so to speak. But I can actually remember that just through being willing being open to being here however it feels and recognizing that I really don't have to be imprisoned by my psychological memory. I don't have to live in any sort of, according to any pattern uh, of how I have stored memories of what has happened to me in the past. And it's not a denial of that. I mean, clearly, if I have felt pain in the past, I know that pain with a lot of the the advances in physiology that you know we're there we're learning that that those things are stored in our nervous system in our body tissues and i really can't go any further than that because that's about all that i am that i know about that but what i will say is that you know that is something that is uh way out of my control it's if 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 that's if my body's going to hang on to those things if my brain's going to hang on to those memories then the only way I can ever really make my peace with that and heal that is to do whatever healing work that I need to do. And that all looks different for everyone. But at the same time, I want to be open to being in the one place where I really can heal fully, where I really can do anything that there, there's anything that I need to do uh, without uh, telling myself what that is, but instead just you know hearing my own truth. And actually being here to love other people unconditionally, to care for and be of service to people unconditionally, is to continue to practice and allow myself to just do this through the practice, through continuing to return back to getting in the habit of returning back to the here and now and not being overwhelmed by my thoughts. And the thoughts sometimes can be overwhelming but at the same time, if I'm overwhelmed by them, that's because somehow I have, have allowed myself to be overwhelmed by them. And if that's the case, there's nothing I can do to force that change. It's very, very simple. It is very difficult sometimes. It is very painful is that I can actually, I can't force myself to return back here where, where everything is really happening as it's happening, when it's happening. And I can only find that peace. I can only find that peace of mind. I can only find that uh, more expanse, that more expansive perspective, if I am back here, where whatever is happening is really happening, uh, regardless of what I'm thinking about it, regardless of how I'm reacting to it. And if I don't hold on to those reactions and those thoughts and those beliefs, and I don't identify with them. I can simply flow with life and welcome whatever it is that's happening, whether I like it or not.